Blog Talk Radio. Geico presents Unanswerable Questions. Why are yawns contagious? What makes some ketchup fancy? Or the big one? Why doesn't everyone switch to Geico when they could save 15% or more on car insurance? However, you could be a part of the answer by switching to Geico and saving hundreds for yourself. Money you could use to purchase bottle after bottle of the fanciest of ketchups. Geico, the answer to savings. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory.
God is big, and it's another time to study the Word of God in our 28 days of glory. I am excited to be on with you again tonight, and we're going to uh, build and advance our series on discover, divine discoveries. And we're going to entitle this first mini-series, Discovering Depth in Prayer. So I'm going to, for the next two days, talk about prayer. And I pray that as we study the Word of God, that you would uh, really feel the impression of God's heart as it relates to praying to make a difference. And not only just praying to make a difference, but being available for him to be used to the most uh, to your uh, to the maximum value, Amen. So let's pray and not delay, Amen. I'm excited, Father. We praise you and thank you for this word. We thank you for this day because knowing that this is the day that you have made, we will rejoice and be glad. And we do thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified for it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We've been dealing with divine discoveries. We came from 1 Corinthians chapter um, 2, verses 6 through 13. In the nutshell, the natural man cannot receive the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. God has things prepared for us, and it is revealed by the Holy Spirit. But it is a wisdom that it comes through, and that's the wisdom which we're proclaiming, proclaiming it through a, to a, a, a mature people, the perfect man, which God has uh, God has embedded in his church. So we as the church become that perfect man in Christ. We can do all things through Christ. Who are we? We have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What do we have? We've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness in the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. And what can we do? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we're going to yield on that strength through studying the word of God, not to show others, but to show ourselves approved unto God. And what better way to do that by activating these discoveries through igniting depth in prayer, igniting depth in prayer. So I want to talk about divine discoveries through a deepening and the depth in prayer. Because there is a place in prayer that you can go to in the Word of God. Now, I was reminded of a passage that I want to use and give a brief commentary on, and that is the Second Corinthians chapter eight. Let's go there right quick. Second Corinthians chapter eight. It was just one part that really, um, uh, really helped me. Uh, we, um, and I'm going to give you a lot of notes today, so you might as well take your notebook out. Um, but but it's it's a beautiful passage in this in this in this bible that i think that if you understand it you will you will really have an appreciation for what god has done now one of the things one of the misnomers about um about um one of the misnomers about um prayer is the is the sacrificial 
service that we give to God. You know, one of the major principles about prayer that I think that we really don't do a good job is is its act of worship or its sacrifice. It's a sacrificial act of worship. Um, through observance on God's word, we communicate to God consistently through a, through a sincere commitment. And so we're going to talk about how to establish a prayer life, and I'm going to go through as much as I can, but what I can't finish, we'll pick up on the next lesson. But one of the principles that I like, and of course, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 is really talking about um, um, really uh, the the church of Macedonia being able to give out of great affliction. They were able to give out of great affliction only because of this particular verse. And I want you to key into verse 3. For their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. And they and this they did, not as we hope, but first gave of their own selves to the Lord and unto and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that they desired Titus that he had begun, so would he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore as ye abound in everything in faith, utterance, knowledge, and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that you also abound in this grace also. And of course it's talking about giving and making certain that the, that by um, that is not by commandment by the, but occasion of the forwardness of others, and that's really what prayer is. Also, prayer is a sacrificial act, and the Lord was sharing with me in that scripture, verse three and four is key. For their power was beyond their power because they were willing of themselves. And so a lot of times when I deal with people and I talk about prayer and fellowship, you know, one of the goals of the 28 Days of Glory is to challenge people. If you, if you, if you don't do an hour of prayer, then I'm going to challenge you to do at least 28 minutes. But if you do an hour of prayer on a discipline, then you should be able to amp up to two hours and eight minutes or two hours and 80 minutes. And then you should spend, you know, a time or maybe you pray in English for an hour, but you haven't prayed in the Spirit. We always tell you to just push it to the next level. Give God a month to where you can study the Word of God consistently, systematically, and, and sensitively uh, to the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can show you some things through your prayer life. And so I think it's, it's important when we talk about discovering anything, if anybody lacks wisdom, the Scripture tells us in um, uh, James uh, uh, James um, 5.1, Says if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth liberally and a braid of not. He doesn't withhold. So our asking and making our request to God can only be achieved through the revelation that we have of the effectiveness of our prayer life. And so it is our prayer that pushes us into these series. That um, as a person becomes a, um, identified in prayer, they will discover their giftings and they will discover the power of beliefs. Now. We, are, we said that the purpose of this is to explore the biblical fundamentals, which is the foundation, systematically that reviews, refreshes, restores, reforms, and renews the awarenesses of the advantages that we have as a result of the salvation, and to motivate and challenge believers to stretch themselves to being driven to explore and expand the manifold wisdom of God. Wisdom has been given, not the wisdom of this world, because if they had knew it, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. But the wisdom has become foolishness so that in all things God might be glorified and have preeminence. So the simple things in life, 
such as prayer and such as righteousness, such as steadfastness and abounding in God's power and God's grace and God's timing and God's way and God's method, all then, then pushes us and promotes us into a reality, um, a, a reality of wisdom that the world can't even describe. And it is that wisdom that be, serves as the validity and the proof that we're in sync with God, that we are satisfied in our soul, and that we are really experiencing our salvation. And so I want to challenge us in this time to really affirm ourselves in prayer and take our prayer up to the next level, and hopefully we'll have time to pray. You know, let me give you start off with some facts about prayer. These are things that you need to know. The 650 times prayers were, um, were inserted or listed in Scripture. 450 of those 650 times, they were answered deliberately in Scripture. So prayers were, were, were mentioned, and they were answered and recorded and documented in Scripture. The Scripture also gives us five positions of prayer. That is sitting, 2 Samuel 7.18, standing, Mark 11.25, kneeling, Daniel 6.13, um, face to the ground, Matthew 26.39, hands lifted, 1 Timothy 2. And eight. All of these are postures in prayer. So we see that there's no one set way to pray, but there are meta, um, things that we can take as a pattern of prayer. Then also Jesus gives a model of prayer in Luke chapter 11, and, and it has five focuses. Number one, the focus of reflection, reflecting on the nature of God through honor. And, of course, you know, the scripture tells you, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, kingdom of God will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, as we forgive our debts, as we forgive those that trespass against us. Lead us not to the of our soul, thine kingdom, power, glory. You know the scripture. Well, we say that, but there's five focuses in that prayer. And, of course, you know that was not praying, but that was a instructions to pray because the disciples asked him in that chapter, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he said, when you pray, say. So prayer has to be spoken. It has to be declared out of your mouth. And when it does, it has to, number one, reflect the nature of God. Number two, it has to recite the weight that is revealed through the honor that you receive. Because, of course, when you reflect on the nature of God, you say, hallowed be your name. And then it gets into the agenda of it. It resolves to his ultimate agenda being placed as a priority. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then it gives us a reliance upon the uh, upon the word we um, word reality. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, and then it t and then it reforms us through forgiveness and forgive our debts as we forgive those that trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, um, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power and the glory. Of course, you know that's not in the scripture, but we have inserted that as a means of praying the Lord's prayer. Um, uh, but it's important that we know that 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 those five focuses to reflect, to recite, to resolve, to rely, and to, to have reform in our reality are the, are, the, are the ways in which our prayer is achieved, okay? So, so remember, some basic things you need to know about prayer, and I've, I've said this before in times past, but it's never too old to hear. Of course, when, when we receive the wisdom of God for life, we are placed in a in a reality of prayer that awakens, because one of the one of the observance on the prayer, if we give attention to the words of God, it will provoke us to consider His ways, and in considering His ways, it sparks a secret place. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow 
of the Almighty of our God, Psalms 91. So in that, we find that prayer awakens the presence of God, the promises of God, and the power of God. And, of course, you know, through our seeking and our sacrifices and also a key word, which we're going to figure out a little later, which is supplication, we then ignite God's um, power, presence, and promises to be available in our life through the declaring of the word of God through our mouth. So when we pray, we say, and don't forget, prayer is not a mental connection. It is a, a verbal declaration and communication to God, all right? Now, things um, you can do to establish your prayer life is talk to God realistically, take time for God daily and consistently, and trust God's word inwardly, amen? And those things I can't, you know, can't say enough. I can't emphasize enough when it comes to prayer. Now, when we also pray, we know that we are full of his life, his light, and his love, and his love compels us to look at things um, in, in in regards to our prayer that will motivate us to um, keep our sincere heart, set times without interruptions as a privilege before God, and then standardize what we say to God based on the stanzas of scriptures and allow a spiritual awakening to occur because we experience the presence and the power of God, ultimately because we know the plan of God. And that's why we say thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, of course, once, once we do that, we also have to give us time, space to grow because we don't always get it right. It takes time to really to develop a prayer life with God. And so one of the greatest strengths that we can ever have is praying in tongues. Why? Because it has accuracy when we pray. We pray the perfect prayer. We have assistance by the Holy Spirit, and we are anointed for edification. Amen and amen. Now, in the scriptures, prayer was meant to be a place that only you and God can go to discover each other's real relationship. So prayer was not it was meant to channel your focus and your energy on things that matters most and, and in finding out what and when and why and who the will of God is for living. Prayer was always meant to acquaint you with the advantages of divine power, and, of course, it was meant for you to experience fellowship from above because you know that life demands that you have an inward awareness, an inward stability, and it will only be in a place where you find answers where the heart seeks that can't be explained in reality. So prayer is something that we resolve to because we know in and of ourselves we cannot sustain ourselves um, by our own efforts And of course This is really awakened through the reality Of the Holy Spirit The Holy Spirit then brings us He converts us, he convinces us, he convicts us And then he also comforts us But he also confirms prophetically Our identity So that we can approach God boldly And go with a measure of grace And find help in the time of need So when, we, when, when that occurs through our fellowship and relationship with the Holy Spirit, we become acquainted to the relevance of the world, word, word of God, rather, the relevance of the word. We, we reform our habits to the nature of Christ and the commandments that Christ brings, but then we also receive a stability, a stability in the Holy Spirit, a joy, a, a firm 
of awareness and confidence that only the Holy Spirit can bring. And in that place, advance, advances us in prayer through supplication. And supplication is all about pulling on divine supplies of power allotted by the Holy Spirit uh, to affirm our faith, to accomplish the task awaiting us, even when we don't know how to pray. See, see, there are times in life when you, when you're, when you're in a place of prayer where the power of God can sustain you without words, and and supplication then becomes a reserve, or a, 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 a reserve to a, the awaiting of a greater reality. It becomes a voice through prayer, a verdict of divine sit, sentencing, and a vessel of sincerity unlocks its 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 value. Why? Because it's had power. That's reserved so that when even in times where you might have a circumstance that conflicts with God's reality, the prayers and the power and the study and all the time that you place in fellowship will sustain you because greater is he that's within you than he that is within the world. So supplication is needed for us to establish uh, uh, anthems of praise. We, we really awaken this through through. Anthems of praise when we sing hymns, spiritual songs through our hearts to the Lord, we are awakened to supplication. We are awakened to supplication through access of revelation and through adversity and diverse manners of trials and temptations because we learn obedience through the things we suffer. But not only that, we overcome through the power of the Spirit. The Spirit of God causes us to overcome. And with overcoming in the spirit and gaining those victories, we develop confidence, and it awakens a deep ministry of intercession for others so that they can also experience the miracles and blessings which God has for them because we know what God has done for us. And through this, we we often in prayer alter ourselves continually through repentance and reflecting on the righteousness of God which we are made so that way we as the people of God can be alerted and aware and assist him at will. And thank God not only when are we praying through supplication, but then we are connected with angelic assistance that also helps war in the heavenly. So those things which in principalities and powers and um, and mites that are in the heavenly places that try to distort frequency from God. They will not be able to stop the believer because our angels are given charge by the word of the Lord to bring God's will to pass for us and minister to the heirs of salvation. So we thank God for the words of, of, of or the assistance of angelic hosts. But even when that angelic hosts don't assist us, the words that we speak are spirit and they are life. And as we declare God's word of our life and declares the power of prayer, we will see things effectuated in our lives that awaken us to greater realms, greater forms of peace and reality. So what am I admonishing you to do to be effective in prayer? And that's what we'll pick up today. Number one, I'm admonishing you to affirm your relationship with God. See, if you really want to be an effective prayer, you got to get your relationship so in sync that you know his heart. You're established in the passions of his heart. You're engaged in personal, persistent fellowship. As the deer panteth after the water, so, so my soul thirsts for thee. Glory to God. In a dry and weary land, I look to the hills from which cometh my help, knowing my help coming from the Lord. And I know that if I abide in if he abides in me and his word abides in me, 
then I engraft myself. The engrafting of the word of God in my ordinary living transforms my relationship with God. It transforms my relationship with God because I'm established, I'm engaged, and I'm engrafted in his family. Not only am I developing a relationship with God to be effective, but I'm also having relevance in time. See, you're not just praying amiss and praying to be seen, praying religiously. See, there are enemies to prayer. Do you get what I'm saying? There are enemies, and when you pray religiously, and when you pray out of rhetoric, and when you pray uh, uh, non-realistic, which means that you're not sincere before God, those things mess up your prayer life. But we want to make certain that we're relevant in time. That means we are informed on the prophetic agenda. We are impacted by the burdens that are trusted to us. See, God can trust us when we are we are committed to being informed and impacted. But not only are we informed and we are impacted, we are inspired to see his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. I wonder if you're inspired today. Is the church inspired to do greater? Is the church inspired to do better? And if you are, you will see a difference in your prayer life. God wants to say, go up so you can go deep. The spirit search of not even the deep things of God. The natural man doesn't know them. That's what Corinthians was informing us, that there's a deep place. There's a deep place in the realm of the spirit that is drawing our hearts to, to, to be led of the spirit and out of the flesh so that we can approach God and approach this life that God has entrusted us with and find fulfillment and find satisfaction. We are informed, we are impacted, and we are inspired. And we can only do this because we rely upon the promptings of the Holy Spirit. That's what I want to include with. If the natural man cannot obtain the things of God, and the scripture says, neither does he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Can you recognize today the promptings of the Holy Spirit? See, that's what the promptings of the Holy Spirit is set to do, help you recognize what is a relationship with God. It's, it's, it's set to help you recognize what is relevance in time. See, when you're so self-absorbed and not focused in on what God has for you, your prayer life is shallow. And the encounters that God wants to, to do so that your mind would be enlightened and you would know what is the hope and the fellowship of his calling is limited because instead of engrafting and, 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 and engaging and establishing and being informed and impacted and inspired, you're aware of everything else but God. But today I want you to become aware of God's will. Be alerted to the need of intercession. The spirit groans with utterances that cannot be uttered so because it knows, because it makes intercession for the saints. And be available. Be available to be used by God. Why? Because prayer, it changes things. It does prayer. It changes things. I know that sounds religious, but it's true. If you would take time to really pray and change and seek his faith and turn from your wicked ways, then you'll hear from heaven. He will forgive you, and then he'll provide the healing needed to live a healthy, whole, and complete life in Christ Jesus. I'm out of time, but never out of context. We'll pick this up tomorrow where we'll continue the value of praying the word of God. And I can never say enough about prayer because prayer indeed changes things. Why? Because we're discovering this, discovering that in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. 
And as we look to the hills from which cometh our help and knowing that Jesus helps us, he's making intercession. His greatest role today is on the right hand of the Father making intercession on behalf of the saints, praying God's will for us to come in contact with this fervency and this accuracy that only God can give. Father God, in the name of Jesus, ignite a fire within our soul that we can't control. Father, help us to see the burden of the time. Help us to rely and develop a true relationship with you so we can rely upon the relevance in the time and find out what you're doing in the agendas of the ages. Make it known to us by your precious Holy Spirit as we rely on that Holy Spirit that transforms us out of the kingdom of darkness into the marvelous light. Well, I'm out of time, y'all. Keep living by faith. Keep doing what is right. God bless you. God loves you. And God cares. Bye-bye. Amen. There are lots of things you can spend your tax refund on, but one thing you don't have to spend it on? A new smartphone. Switch to MetroPCS now and get not one, but two free 4G LTE smartphones for brands like Samsung and LG. Plus, you're on T-Mobile's blazing fast nationwide 4G LTE network. Hurry, switch to MetroPCS and get two free smartphones after instant rebate. One heck of a deal, only at MetroPCS. Limited time offer. Sales tax not included in phone price. Coverage and services not available everywhere. See store for details and terms and conditions.